joy, joy, joy of the Lord is my strength, it's my strength. Amen, Lord. Oh, we thank you, Father, for that awesome joy. We thank you, Father, for that awesome joy. Father, just ask, will you just release laughter, Lord? Just bring laughter in people's lives, Father. Just bring laughter into people's lives, Lord. Just right now, Holy Spirit, just release the laughter. Into people's spirit, just release that laughter, Lord. We need, we need that laughter, Lord, in our lives this morning. Oh, yes, Lord. Thank you. Woo, glory, Lord. How awesome you are, Lord. How awesome you are, Lord. Just a quick testimony to that scripture. We shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace, and the mountains and the hills shall clap their hands, and the trees of the field shall, what? Clap their hands. Well, anyway, for Jerry and I were about... Ten years ago, we're going through a very, we were contending for our place like you are here. We were contending, and the enemy, here, here, anywhere he could, you know, was pushing, pushing. Jerry and I got up at 5 o'clock every morning. We went to a place we worshipped. We got, we had a, a, a um, banner that said that, and we got in front of it, and we said it. We will go out with joy. We will be led forth with the peace. And the mountains and the hills shall break forth the singing. And the trees of the field will clap their hands. We will go out with joy. We will be led forth with peace. Now listen, we are contending. The enemy is contending here and here and anywhere he can. But he, what Jerry and I read this week in, Ma- in Hebrews 2. Now we've always, that, that uh, John... Uh, that says, where he said, My, for this purpose, I came to destroy the works of the enemy. But we read in Hebrews 2, right before that, he said, in Hebrews 2, he destroyed the enemy. So if, why are his works around us? Why are we having to contend for joy? Why, why are his works? Because we allow it with our thoughts. So... We will push through this morning. I just feel a breaker, anointing the breaker angel, the angel of destiny here. Now let's break forth with joy. Amen. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, glory, Lord. Are we going to talk about breakthroughs and what the Lord does? Come here, Sue. You gotta hear this testimony. Somebody recently said that salvation is easy, and I just really heard that in my spirit. So I've been like watching for opportunities. And this guy was coming to our house to do some work, and he was from another country, and he'd injured his leg. So I thought, oh, he's prime. So anyway, um, I just started talking to him, and it was like the most non religious way I've ever talked to somebody about the Lord. And he was just like wide open for it. And I talked to him about God healing his leg. And he said, would God really heal my leg without having surgery? And I said, yes. And then I talked to him about knowing God and hearing God. And I said, would you like to do that? And I talked to him about Jesus and how he did what we can't do. And he was just like, yes. So I just said, okay, well, I'll pray and you pray after me. So he did. I mean, this guy was coming to actually drop off the materials for the worker. 
So he did. He just prayed everything that I set him to pray. And then after that, I, he, I said, now, do you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit? That's really the power to live this life. It's with the Holy Spirit. So he said, yes. <laughs> so, so I said, okay, let's pray this. And we prayed. And so, um, so anyway, he got saved and filled with the Holy Spirit. And I prayed for his leg, too. And he still, he still had pain, but he has to come back to pick up the check. So we'll pray again. So anyway, um, he said he and his girlfriend had been talking about the Lord, and he said his grandmother prays four hours every day. And I thought, well, you're probably, this is probably the fruit of your grandmother's prayers. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for that, Lord. Yeah, and the awesome thing is Sue gets to um, share in the enjoyment of what the Lord is doing. So, uh, any new visitors that welcome me this morning? The African welcomes you. But if you don't understand my accent, my translator is not here today, so you, you, you might just have to you might just have to go with it. Ask the Holy Spirit to interpret it for you. Yeah, I might be speaking in tongues. Does it sound like I'm speaking in tongues? I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh yeah, thank you, Lord. Amen, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. <clears throat> now, um, I'm not very good at, at stuff like this, but the first things first we're going to do is uh, we're going to... I'm going to I'm gonna just dismiss the kids. Go to children's church, kids. Go, go meet Jesus some more over there. He's, he's waiting for you over there. And then... I'm going to have the ushers come up and uh, give our tithes and offerings to the Lord. And while we're doing that, um, I'm going to give a couple announcements, which is um, Wednesday night's talking uh, breakthrough meeting is not, it's not happening this week. And any other stuff that happens on Wednesday, like the DK water boards and all that stuff, is not happening this week. Um, and uh, no youth group this Thursday either, because uh, we get to give thanks, you know, for what the Lord is doing in our families and what the Lord is doing here at River Life. So whenever you're eating that big old turkey, just remember what the Lord has done. And just rejoice and be merry, you know, and let Him just release your joy. Let Him just release that joy into your lives. So I'm going to pray and uh, receive the offering. Father, we just thank You that You give us stuff to give back to You. You know, we just thank You for that tremendous... Uh, rest that you offer to us. So Father, just uh, bless every single person that is going to give an offering this morning and even the ones that are just going to give offering out of their hearts, Father. Just bless them where they are. Amen. Now, Byron wanted to say something, so I'm going to release him. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Marlon did a great job, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Alright, a couple things. One, remember Sozo training? We have notes here. If you would like the notes, they're out there next to the door in a chair. If you could take, uh, you know, these notes, these are, you know, this sort of summarizes what we went through, uh, sort of what uh, Sue was testifying to. Sozo, salvation, healing, deliverance. Also, we have this. This is our division for the Father's house. This is the new and uh, updated version. It's out there also. Yeah, I suggest you take it and read it. We've made some 
quite a few revisions in it, not the final revision. Also, in the second service, we have a special speaker called Gustavo Sosa. Y'all know who Sosa is, right? Luis Sosa. It would be his uncle from Argentina, who's uh, Karina Hill's dad. That's who this guy is. And he's uh, quite a preacher, got quite a ministry down there on the streets of Argentina. So we've asked him to come, and his wife is very prophetic. I mean, real prophetic. <laughs> Beyond that, you know, so these, that whole family, them, them Sosas are very powerful people. So if you want to stay to the second service and hear that and receive from that, that'll be really good, I'm sure. We're really blessed that he would be would come and speak to us. Um, also, I want to just give you this one little thing. Um, we had our annual leadership retreat this past weekend, in the, and it was really great except for the golf. The golf was so miserable, it made me want to quit playing golf forever. Because my team came in last, and it was so cold and miserable out there that I thought, this is about the biggest insanity. It was, I was, Andy was wanting to quit at the turn, and I was like, yeah, let's quit. <laughs> I want to quit. I don't want to do this no more. But we hung in there because everybody else wanted to, but we lost. But the rest of it was the best retreat we've ever had, honestly, both from a spiritual perspective just in really discussing things. And I wanted to just tell you like seven things that, that really we, as a, we made a commitment to the Lord to. Is number one, we made a commitment to the preaching of the gospel and to always provide in our church a place for salvation and always provide in our church a place for people to get healed in their bodies and their souls and for deliverance from demonic oppression. We're committed to those things. That would be so-so. So we're really committed to, to providing those opportunities in the church. But more importantly, we want to see people do what Sue did. Is in your life, preach the gospel and see people saved in your everyday life. Also, we made a commitment that really to, to put a renewed focus on the Bible, on the Scriptures in our church. Is that we really want our church, that's the, one of the greatest ways for us to be discipled is through the through the Scriptures and for people to hear God speak to them through the Scriptures. So we're going to put a lot of emphasis on the Scriptures because that's the, 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 the grounding, that's the foundation. Uh, revival and spiritual awakening. 100% committed. We believe God's going to bring revival to the churches in America and spiritual awakening to our nation. And we're going to go after that uh, Basically, you know, tooth and nail, so to speak. I don't really know what tooth and nail means, but we're gonna, you know, we're gonna bite into it and, and, and go for it because I believe God really wants that. So we're committed to that. We're committed to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit River, come now, and we will. You know, we don't have. We've got all the Holy Spirit we're ever gonna get, okay? But we don't have all the manifestation, the outworking of the Holy Spirit that we're gonna ever get. And we want more of the Holy Spirit manifestation and outworking in this church. And so we're committed to, to seeing that. And I mean, and I'm wanting, Lord, fill me more. I need to be filled more, Lord. I need more. Y'all will never get enough of being filled with the Holy Spirit. And we've realized that's really the key for all we do is being, be people that are filled with the Holy Spirit. Relationships. This is a really important thing, what the Bible calls fellowshipping together and having real relationships and real community with people, which that's the basis of being able to go out from a place. It's when you have vital connection with other believers where they can speak into your life and you can speak into their life and there's a reality in it. It's not a, a, a planned thing. It's a real thing. 
It's real life, and that's really one of the things that we really want to see come forth more in our church. We're really starting to see. When the Holy Spirit gets poured out, that's one of the out, outcomes of it. Several of these things are. The Scriptures are. And uh, the other one was uh, we're going to be committed to honoring other streams of the body of Christ, other streams, other denominations. The bottom line is, do they believe the gospel? That's all that counts. They don't have to believe like we do. They don't have to worship like we do. They don't have to do any of that. But if they believe the gospel, then we honor them. And we don't consider ourselves better than them. We consider ourselves to be brothers and sisters in the gospel of the kingdom of heaven. So we're going to make a commitment that we won't think anything different of us. We're just just another uh, reflection of the Lord Jesus and not a better reflection, but a reflection. So we are committed to those things. Amen. That was a great retreat, wasn't it? I tell you it was, man. And there, there was one point in there. There was a few, few of us that were squirming because the Lord was downloading so much. I mean, the spiritual realm was really open. Uh, you know, just from a perspective of, you know, gosh, I mean, I had a tremendous experience with the Lord there, just into the heavenly, you know, seeing into the heavenly realm. And um, so it was awesome. And then several people did, and it was just a great time. I really appreciate the Lord. So, Father, I just want to thank you for all you've done for us. You really are setting our feet on solid ground. Lord, we just declare that what Jesus said in John 14, that you are the way. Jesus, you're the way, and you are the truth, and you are life, and there's no other way, and there's no other truth, and there's no other life apart from you, period. And we thank you for that today, Lord. And Lord, I just pray if there's anybody in this room this morning who doesn't know you as their Lord and Savior, I'm saying Lord and Savior, because that truly is the bottom line. If you are not their Lord and Savior, I pray you would speak to their hearts this morning as Matthew comes up and, and, and speaks to us that you would speak through him and you would release the ministry of salvation, the ministry of, of healing, the ministry of deliverance this morning in this very place in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let's give Matthew a great hand. He's a great guy. I, uh, I love the first service. And we tested this thing early on and it was working good, wasn't it? All right, it still is. Amen. Hey, Andy's out um, doing worship at another church this morning. Isn't that great? At Christ Community Church in Huntersville. Yeah, I think they have a youth service on Sunday mornings. And so him and Philip and Addison and uh, who else is with him? Jake Stevens and uh, somebody else. I think. Anyway, they're doing worship there. Isn't that great? So praise God. Bless them, Lord. All right, you guys stand up with me real quick. And I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, it's easy. It's easy. Now, if you've got a neighbor on the other side, turn to them and say, it's easy for you too. Yeah, it's easy. Lord, I just released the easy anointing in here today. God, the easy anointing to get people into the kingdom, to heal the sick, to cast out demons, Lord. It's easy, and we receive the easy anointing of the kingdom this morning. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. All right, you can be seated. See, now don't you feel better? It's, just, it's easy, right? Wasn't Sue's testimony incredible? It's the easy anointing. And you see, that's what the Holy Spirit of God is releasing the earth now. Not that it hasn't been there, but, you know, it's, it's an easy anointing. It truly is. 
And all this, all this preaching and teaching, great teaching that we've heard about the mind and the Spirit and, and all these sorts of things and the way that things work together is to bring us into that understanding. Really, is that sometimes, unfortunately, as a church, we've made it too hard. You know, and the Holy Spirit just wants to say, hey man, it's easy. Really, do you have the Spirit of God in you? Then you've got what you need. Amen. And I want to lay a, a foundation for, biblically, for this, this morning, and then give you some testimonies here. And Byron's been preaching the past couple of weeks on hearing the voice of God. Okay, and last week he was preaching about studying the Bible the right way versus the wrong way. Right? <laughs> so don't study the Bible improperly. <laughs> right? But study with your spirit man or read and absorb with your spirit man, right? So this morning I want to stay on that topic, but I want to talk about hearing the voice of God and use of your spiritual gifts. Amen. How many people know what spiritual gifts they possess? Yeah? Cool. All right. Or how many people would like to know? <laughs> more, how many people would earnestly desire more spiritual gifts? Yeah, so that's everybody, right? Well, just keep this in your mind. It's easy. I really believe it is true. It's very, very true. So I'm really here to encourage you this morning with that word. Now, as we were worshiping, I was thinking, how many people are going to be traveling Wednesday or this week, going to be going home? Or, or, or you have people coming to your house. You have family members. Does anybody have family members that need the Lord? Yeah, I do. I have a brother that's not not doesn't know the Lord, but he should, right? And uh, I, I like the Lord. He's a pre-Christian. <laughs> He's a pre-Christian, and um, it doesn't seem easy to witness to my brother. <laughs> but right now, I declare over you, it's easy to speak to your family members of the things of God and see them brought into the kingdom. So right now, Holy Spirit, we contend for our family members. We contend for them and we just declare that this week is the week of salvation for them. That You would open their eyes, Holy Spirit. They would see the Gospel. They would see the truth of the Word of God, that they would step across that barrier, Lord, that chasm that separates them from You, God, and the spirit of adoption would come upon them, and the love of God, and the joy of God, and the peace of God would invade their soul. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Mm. Let's go right to the Word here. Acts 4, verse 23. Before I read this, Somebody tell me why we do church. Why do we come in here and gather together? I need some participation here. What do you think, Gabe? To worship God. How many think that's right? Yeah. To worship God. Why else might we gather together? To study the Word of God, to hear the Word, to hear the teaching and receive the revelation. To thank God. Yeah. All those are good things. I want to add one more to that list through this passage. Let's read here. A little background here. Peter had just been, Peter and John, they had just been kind of uh, cross-examined by the religious leaders, been given a hard time because they got a guy healed, a crippled man, you know, and it was easy. And he got healed, and so he made the religious leaders really upset, and they, 
they told them because they didn't know what to do with them because the crowds were in awe of what they had done, what God had done through them. And so they let them go and warned them not to say, do this again, and they didn't obey. But they went to their own companions and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. So when they heard that they, ra- that, they raised their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, You are God who made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them, who by the mouth of Your servant David have said, from Psalm 2. Isn't that an important psalm these days, Byron? Psalm 2, it's right here. Why did the nations rage and the people plot vain things? The kings of the earth took their stand and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against His Christ. For truly against Your holy servant Jesus, whom You anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate with the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together to do whatever Your hand and Your purpose determined before to be done. Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to Your servants that with all boldness, everybody say, with all boldness, all boldness, they may speak Your Word by stretching out Your hand to do what? Sozo. (laughs) Right? To stretch out to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of Your holy servant, Jesus. And when they had prayed, here's what I really want you to see, okay? So they come back and they're having church, right? They're gathered together and they're testifying. This is what God did. And so they just exalted the Lord in this tremendous prayer. And then when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was what? It was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they spoke the Word of God with what? With boldness. This is not the day of Pentecost. This is two chapters later. I don't know exactly how much time passed between the day of Pentecost and this, but virtually a very similar thing happened. Do you know? Years? Four years? About four years had passed. So here again, it just reemphasizes this need for continual filling of the Holy Spirit, a continual shaking. So when we come in here and invite the Holy Spirit every time we gather together, we're not repeating ourselves. We're not just, you know, you know, insecurely thinking that God's not here or something. We're just once again asking for a fresh filling of the Holy Spirit. Right? That even our own bodies sometimes will be shaken. We might shake, rattle, and roll from time to time. Who knows what the Holy Spirit wants to do? But what I want to point out here and the purpose of the question before I read this about why we gather together is because one of the main reasons we gather together is to be filled with the Holy Spirit in order to receive boldness. Very few miracles, very few deliverances, very little sozo, okay, if you're new here, sozo is just simply the Greek word in the New Testament that refers to healing and salvation and deliverance. That's, that word is used synonymously for those three things. Very little of that actually happened as the saints gathered together in the church. Not that it shouldn't happen there. Absolutely, it should. But the point is this. We gather here to be filled, to be encouraged and all worship and hear the Word and all those things that you guys said in order that what Sue got to participate in, that it would happen more. Amen? 
And we are hearing testimonies from all over the place, from tons of people sitting in this room, of that happening. And it's so exciting, isn't it? How many people like me say, Lord, I can't do it, but I'll receive it. I will receive boldness by faith this morning. Now, the question is this, what is boldness? Well, I looked up that word in the concordance, in Strong's, and it is simply confidence, which I love. I I like that word confidence. Because when you're a confident person, you know, you have the ability to maybe stand up in front of people and, and give a talk or, you know, walk into a classroom like Mr. Mead who... Um, is not sitting there when I turn to him, or, um, you know, a teacher, you know, whatever. There's a lot of demonstrations of confidence. When are you generally confident about something? When you're sure about it. When you know a lot about it, right? Um, I would not be confident enough to get up here and give a talk on astrophysics. But if you ask me to talk to you about the game of soccer... I'd be pretty confident about that. I could get up here and tell you a fair amount about the game of soccer, right? So, but not golf, yeah. <laughs> Don't talk to me about golf. I was on Byron's team. <laughs> me and Marlon just to make it real bad. <laughs> Woo, hallelujah. It's easy. Yeah, that's right. I, that's, that was my problem, Marlon. Didn't seem very easy. So as your life gets saturated by the living words of God, you gain great confidence, right? Isn't it Hebrews that says we have confidence now to come before the throne of God because basically the, yeah, the, the veil's been rent. Man, He's made the way. We got confidence. So therefore, if you have that confidence, then you can walk before this worker and say, hey, would you like to know Jesus? Yeah. Now, did you notice how he goes, well, could God heal my knee without having surgery? And did you notice his response? Without hesitating. Absolutely! There was no, well, if, if it's God's will. You know, there was none of that mumbo-jumbo. Absolutely, God will heal your knee. You know, that's confidence, baby. You know, that's really stepping in there. And again, that's a synonym for this Greek word called parisia. Boldness. Amen. So I believe that's one thing that God wants to do this morning. Now, how do we receive boldness and why do we receive boldness? And because, very simply, Philippians says that we have the mind of Christ. Philippians 2 5. Let this mind be in you, which was also in whom? In Christ Jesus Himself. Are you with me this morning? All right. Amen. Thank you, Lord. So I'm leading up here just in a few minutes, and I want to talk to you about this matter of in 1 Corinthians 12 about spiritual gifts and how this applies here. But um, I want to go to the, to the common, commonly known story of Jesus and the woman at the well and just make a few observations here. This is in John chapter 4. And... Uh, I'll just kind of read through this quickly. Now Jacob's well, starting in verse 6, well was there. Jesus therefore being wearied from his journey sat thus by the well. It was about the sixth hour. A woman of Samaria came to draw water. 
Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Then the woman of Samaria said to him, How is it that you being a Jew ask, ask a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you've nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where then do you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as well as his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered and said to her, Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain. Picture this. They're sitting there by this well, um, fed by an underground spring, right? It's typically where wells come from. And he uses that analogy to reach her mind and her spirit. They're sitting by the fountain or the well, the spring, and he says, this water will become a spring. It'll become a well. What I know about a well, because I've got one, is every time I turn on my faucet, the water comes out. I don't ever go to my kitchen sink and turn the, hand, the knob and wonder, I wonder if it's going to come up today. It always does, right? So that's what Jesus wants you to know about the Holy Spirit, is that He's always there. There is a deep, deep well within inside of you. And it's easy. Yeah, it's easy. That's right. It's easy to turn that knob on. You just turn it on. There comes the water. More, Lord. More. Oh. <clears throat> Verse 15, the woman said to him, Sir, give me this water that <laughs> I may not thirst nor come to here to draw. Jesus said to her, Go call your husband and come here. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, Aha, you have well said. I have no husband. For you have had five husbands, and the one whom you now have is not your husband, in that you spoke truly. Do you think Jesus was bold? I mean, that was kind of a tough word. You know, that wasn't like an encouraging kind of statement to her. It's like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Busted, you know. <laughs> I've been reading your emails. Um, and she said, well, sir, I perceive that you're a prophet. Oh, good deduction, Sherlock. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain. You Jews said in Jerusalem is the place where you ought to worship. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither, neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour is coming. Everybody say the hour is coming. And now is. There we go. Day of Pentecost. Acts chapter 4. When the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship Him. You see, the, the woman was all concerned about a place where people worship. And you know, a lot of times we are concerned about that as well. Well, if I can get my neighbor to church. You know, if I, if I can get the guy that's sick on the corner to the pastor. You know, I know the pastor can get him set free. You know, or you see, but Jesus was saying, no, 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 no. It, it didn't work that way. This is a spirit kingdom, so therefore there is no place, time, spectrum here. There is the reality of the kingdom. 
that permeates and overrides all of the space-time boundaries that we have. Therefore, even the spoken word can release something spoken with confidence that it is the mind of Christ that you have received. Therefore, it's easy. 1 Corinthians 12. How am I doing on time? I've got a few minutes left. 1 Corinthians 12.1 Now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols. <laughs> However you were led. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus a curse. And no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Now there are diversities of gifts but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit. To another, the word of knowledge through the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, different kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as He wills. By the way, it mentions tongues there, and you know maybe you've never heard of tongues or you're new here, and Marlon got up here at the beginning and talked about singing in tongues. Just read 1 Corinthians 12 through 14, those three chapters there, and you'll gain an understanding of what we're talking about there. So just kind of a side note to uh, fill you in on that. But uh, here's what I found interesting. That um, phrase there in verse 8 that talks about the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge, that word is the Logos word. Now, we've heard about the written Word being the Logos Word, but in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, right? And the Word was God. Now, who is that referring to? Jesus. So this is the Jesus Word of knowledge. The Jesus Word of wisdom. It comes from this Greek word, gnosko, which, taught, which means knowledge. Okay, now I want to skip over real quick to Mark chapter 2, verse 5. And this is the story when they brought the paralyzed guy to Jesus, you know, and lowered him down through the roof. And it says in verse 5 that when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven you. And some of the scribes were sitting there and reasoning in their hearts, Why does this man speak blasphemies like this? Who can forgive sins but God alone? Verse 8, But immediately when Jesus perceived in His Spirit that they reasoned thus within themselves, He said to them, said to them, Why do you reason about these things in your hearts? Or I'm going to stop there. That word perceived is from the same Greek root as in the word of knowledge. That word knowledge being from gnosko is then used when it says Jesus perceived. In other words, Jesus got gnosko. He got knowledge. Right? So this is the Jesus word of knowledge that comes from 
the Holy Spirit of God that He was anointed descended upon Him through His baptism. Right? That He also observes the Father doing these things. See, all those things kind of work together. You see that? So, what I'm leading us to this morning is that if you have the mind of Christ, if the Spirit of God lives in you, if you earnestly desire spiritual gifts, then all you need to do is say, Lord, what are you doing? Give me the Word. Give me the Word. Now, at the end of the second... No, in the beginning of worship last week, in the second service, which I know many of you weren't there, and that's why I mentioned this testimony, to Lord... I'm just going to be honest with you. This is, this is alarming to me because I never realized it was this easy. Okay? So I really want to encourage you. I mean this in all sincerity because I always saw, I grew up in a charismatic church and I always saw the man of God, the prophet, you know, come to church and walk around and be like, you, you know, and he's, got, he's just reading your emails, you know, and just, and then it's awesome, you know, I mean, fantastic. And I saw these guys walking around and, uh, you know, or I'd see Pat Robertson, uh, there's a lady out there, she's got cancer, God's healing you immediately, you know, and they get an influx of mail, that was me, and it's like, wow, you know, I mean, gosh, Pat Robertson can do this stuff, I mean, I never could, but, you know, Pat Robertson, and I, the Lord was showing me, you know, that's really not right, Matthew. That's not right. Now, it's, it's not belittling Pat Roberts. You know, it's not belittling. Those are awesome. Like, there's a, I'm totally for the prophet coming and giving people words. But what I'm saying is, in the prophetic gifting, in the gift, the word of knowledge for healing, it's easy. It's easy because you have downloads. Now, Byron and I were talking, Byron was saying, he said, there's so much information in this room, it's incredible. Like that, go back to that uh, spirit information superhighway thing that you saw one night way back, about almost a year ago now probably. It was this like stream, almost like the internet or something. You don't see it, but there's all this information out there. The problem is, is that as soon as you get the information, your mind wants to talk you out of it. I mean, in milliseconds. And, and I realize that often I don't even realize that it's, that's happening. Like I'll get something, boom, it's gone. Because there's a certain not a receptivity. You know, this oh, craziness. You know, that kind of thing. And so here's what happens to me last week. <laughs> We're just worshiping God and it's a fantastic time as usual. And, and um, neck. No, I just like, Lord, okay, you got a word today. Neck. Okay, Lord, neck. Whiplash. Okay, whiplash. Okay, Lord, so somebody's got whiplash, neck problems. 89. 89. Okay, Lord, well, this is getting a little specific. I'm really not wanting to give this word, you know. And so this is the beginning of worship, and a lot's going on. So I'm safe. I'm hanging on to this word. Now that's dangerous because the longer you have from the time you receive it to the time of giving it, the longer you have to talk yourself out of it, all right? So I'm sitting there going, okay, but, but honestly, it wasn't as much of a struggle because over the past six months, I've been throwing out words. And like, remember last week, Nate said, how's your elbow doing, by the way? It's getting there? 
Yeah, <laughs> keep praying for him. But you know, it's like, what? I mean, and so the more that you, that you do this thing, the more confidence. Is that Greek word there? The boldness that you have just to throw it out there. Like, so he's got this boldness, this confidence. It's easy. So, okay, so then the service is wrapping up and I'm supposed to be the one kind of, you know, leading into ministry time and all that. So I honestly, okay, I'm just being real. I played it safe. And here's what I did. I said, okay, now, as you're being dismissed, you know, you can come up for prayer, but, you know, if this happens to maybe be you, let me just give you this word. And so in my mind, I'm thinking, well, this way, then I'm not just calling it out and waiting for people to raise their hand. If nobody raised their hand, I'm just like, okay, well, maybe that wasn't God. So I'm kind of playing it safe. So I'm like, oh, okay, well, Lord, show me that in 1989, somebody had a car accident, received whiplash as a result of that accident, and you have some severe residual effects and pain from that today in your neck. So as you're being dismissed, God bless you. If that's you, just you know, kind of come up and see me. Immediately, Cindy Martinez runs to the front of the church, comes to me, she goes, 1989. I was rear-ended. Did you get whiplash? Whiplash. You still got problems? Yeah, man, I got... I'm like, wow, okay. <laughs> yeah, so after I about fell on the floor, just totally amazed that this was true, you know, I just... All I did was just put my hands... I said, can I put my hands on your neck? She goes, yeah. I said, Holy Spirit, come. And just about that fast. It's easy. See, I like praying for people when it's easy. It's easy. I mean, she's like... Uh, my back is on fire, you know. Like the fire of God just came through her spine, her neck. I said, do something you couldn't do before. She's like, I couldn't do this, you know. And she's jumping around just rejoicing in God. Isn't that cool? Now, see, the reason I want to encourage you, because I've, I've talked to certain people. I won't mention any names. And I know that they're getting things. But... They're talking themselves out of it or they just don't have the confidence to just say, hey, you know, in, in the appropriate time, you know, when, the, when one of us makes a play, say any words of knowledge, you know. Because here's what I'm realizing about this. Cindy had been carrying that problem for years. But in the moment when the Spirit of God called it out, it instantly released confidence and faith in her to receive healing. And so as she came, then my faith was encouraged because I was blown away that this was actually right. And then these two, these things came together and God moved in a powerful way. Right? Now it would take about another hour to explain exactly how that works. But I just want to encourage you this morning that not just in the word of knowledge, but in the prophetic word... In the, uh, in the gifts of healing, in all the other things mentioned there, in the tongues. and Yeah, tongues is something that we've really been getting a lot of confidence in, hasn't it? I mean, it's like this renewal of tongues. It's like, shut up. You know, just, yeah, just go for it. Do you know that um, a few Sundays ago or Wednesdays ago, um, Sue Crowley was praying for Sarah Ruth in tongues? And for the first time in her life, Sarah Ruth heard, understood everything she was saying. And, and then the same night, Andy was praying for Addison in tongues, and the same thing happened to him. You know, so it's like, man, you know. And so I just want to encourage us as the body, as a church, 
that in, in this chapter in 1 Corinthians 12, it goes on to talk about the coming together of the body and every joint supplying and that if one of us is sick or is not, in other words, if one of us is not stepping into what God's given us, then it's really kind of making the body sick in a sense. It's like we're not all totally functioning together. So I don't know about you, but I'd like to see us really function to our full whatever God has for us, right? Not a, that's not a skirt. Not to say we're not, but you know, there's always room for improvement, right? There's always more that we can go after. Amen? So... That was a great message, wasn't it? That was easy. Put the old easy button. Oh, thank you, Lord. Um, I'm not going to preach another sermon, I promise you. But I did sense this morning that, you know what I mean, some of us have some level of heaviness on us. You know what I mean? Like something has settled. And uh, when I was sitting there, all of a sudden I just felt so light. You know what I mean? And I felt the Lord said, this thing is lifted. It's lifted off. You know, because when I was there before, I was feeling a little bit shaky. And I didn't know why, because I was feeling this weight on me. I knew it was not the weight of the Lord. You know what I mean? But sitting there, I feel like there's something the Lord wants to release here. There's some people have, I don't know what's happened during the week, family issues, you know what I mean, spousal issues, or finances, or something that has gotten on you that the Lord wants to break off of you. Okay? So I feel like some things the Lord wants us to, um, you know, if the ministry thing can come up to, you know, it's boldness. Okay, and just that, that hearing the Lord, which, you know what I mean, uh, the confidence part of it, you know, getting that confidence. And the Lord gave me this scripture. Let's get the ministry team up here. That was a word of knowledge. Marlon's just demonstrating what Matthew preached. Okay. And the Lord gave me this, uh, you know, <clears throat> in this season, uh, this is when Jesus was talking to uh, some of the Pharisees. He said, I tell you the truth, the Son can do nothing by himself. He can only do what he sees his father doing. Because whatever the father does, the son also does. For the father loves the son and shows him all he does. Okay? And we have been adopted as sons and daughters. Yeah. So that, this is ours. This is our inheritance. Okay? This is what the Lord has given us. So whatever is in the father's heart, he's willing to reveal it to us. Now, it could come as words of knowledge or dreams or anything like that. Because for me, it comes a lot as dreams. Sometimes it comes as words of knowledge. So if, if you're in here and you have dreams and you have no idea what the mind means, I'd be glad to pray for you that the Holy Spirit will start to pray in those dreams for you. Okay? And if you feel that, uh, um, you, if you don't feel the spirit of adoption on you as a son or as a daughter, I'd like to pray for you about that too. Okay? That that may come upon you by the power of the Holy Spirit. You know? What the word is, is a demonstration of power also. Yeah. Okay. So, I'm willing to step out there that the power of God may manifest itself here this morning. Amen. If you would like to, if you want Marlon to share the burden, if you'd like to get that, if you're carrying some burdens on you this morning that, they, that, does, that does not belong, come up and we'll get that off of you. Um, that spirit of adoption, if you really want to feel that, get that orphan spirit dealt with more. Uh, any sickness, anybody sick in the room this morning, come up and receive prayer. Uh, anybody not saved, the Lord Jesus wants to save you right now. It's a good time to get saved. Get fit. Yeah, get that Holy Ghost tongues released. If you don't have that, come up. Uh, 
You know, if you really want to start walking in more of what Matthew was talking about, confidence for the Lord to use you to, to share the message of, of good news with people, come up for prayer. Thank you, Lord. Um, or just, you know, the confidence to move in the spiritual gift. And we don't want, we want to lay hands on you and pray and, and see the release of the Lord on you. Thank you, Lord. So just come on up now. Any of the rest of you, uh, if you want to be dismissed, you can go in there and have some snacks or you can go home. Just I feel like somebody came in here with a sore throat this morning. If that's you, I just want to pray for you. Thank you, Lord. Shabbat shalom. Uh, when uh, Matthew was speaking about your mind not hearing, I heard the word firewall. So if you feel like you have a firewall that keeps you from hearing God, come up for prayer.